Hi there, Saravi here. This podcast is intended to educate, inspire, and support you on your personal journey to health, wellness, and regeneration. While I am a clinical doctor, I do not offer any standalone medical advice or professional help in this podcast. If you are suffering from a psychological or medical condition, please seek help from your personalized healthcare provider. Welcome to Embodied Health. I'm your host, the physician in your pocket, Dr. Saravi. We're here to discuss all things medicine, mindset, and mastering regeneration. Let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of The Clinic, where we are going to discuss chronotyping and circadian rhythms and why we should care about either of these. So to start, let's just dive in. Our circadian rhythm is basically the 24-hour cycle that is part of our body's internal clock. It is always running in the background to carry out the essential functions and processes that keep us healthy and alive. This is what affects our sleep-wake cycle. Different systems of our body follow the circadian rhythm and are synchronized with a master clock in our brain. This master clock is influenced by our environmental cues, especially light. This is why our circadian rhythm is tied very closely to the cycle of day and night. When properly aligned, our circadian rhythm can promote consistent and restorative sleep. But when our circadian rhythm is thrown off, it can create significant sleep problems, including the dreaded insomnia. As is well known, sleep and restorative sleep specifically play an integral role in our physical health and mental health. This is when our body can clean up all the proteins that are dysfunctional, refragment our memories in our brain, and keep us optimally healthy. While the sleep-wake cycle is one of the most prominent circadian rhythms, these 24-hour internal clocks play a vital role in all the systems of our body. That is, those connected with metabolism and weight through the regulation of our blood sugar and cholesterol. It affects our mental health, including risk of psychiatric illnesses like depression and bipolar, and has been linked to the regulation of neurodegenerative diseases like dementia. There are indications that the circadian rhythm also has important influence over our immune system in how we process DNA repair and how that works in preventing cancer. Overall, when our circadian rhythm is thrown off, it means that our body systems don't function optimally. So let's take a moment and review six tips that can optimally align our 24-hour circadian rhythm for health. Seek out the sun. Exposure to natural light, especially early in the day, helps reinforce the strongest circadian clue. This tells our body it is time to be awake and promotes the functions of daylight activity. Number two, follow a consistent sleep schedule. Varying your bedtime or morning wake time hinders your body's ability to adjust to a stable circadian rhythm. 
Your pineal gland, a tiny little gland in the middle of your brain, releases a substance called melatonin. This is what causes us to get sleepy. It is based very closely on the circadian rhythm and very much influenced by a regular sleep schedule, meaning it releases at the exact, well, roughly the exact same time every night and very much turned off by the presence of light. Number three, get daily exercise. Activity during the day can support your internal clock and help make it easier for you to fall asleep at night. Number four, avoid caffeine. Stimulants like caffeine can keep you awake and throw off the natural balance between sleep and wakefulness. Everyone is different, but if you're having trouble sleeping after using stimulants, especially like caffeine, I would advise avoid using caffeine after noon. Number five, limit the light before bed. Artificial light exposure at night can interfere with the circadian rhythm. Experts advise dimming the lights and putting away your electronic devices about an hour leading up to bedtime and keeping your electronics away from your bedroom and mattress altogether. This speaks to the pineal gland and the release of melatonin, as we mentioned before. And lastly, number six, keep naps short in the early afternoon. Late afternoon, long naps can push back your bedtime and throw off your sleep schedule. And this is not good. Sleeping in the middle of the day can prolong the time you'd stay awake and throw off when your pineal gland releases its melatonin, thereby putting your sleep schedule off kilter. Keeping your 24-hour circadian rhythm on track keeps your body functional and fighting in its tip-top shape. So then, what is chronotyping? Chronotype, on the other hand, is a natural inclination of your body to wake at a certain time of day. This is what most people say when they say you're an early bird or a night owl. It regulates our sleep-wake times, but also influences our appetite, exercise, and our core body temperature. It's responsible for the fact that we feel more alert at certain periods of the day and sleepier at others. So while our circadian rhythm puts us on a 24-hour clock, one that we can regulate based on our schedule, chronotyping is what our body prefers, whether it's the morning hours or the afternoon hours. Chronotype can vary from person to person, depending on genetics, age, and other environmental factors like geography. While there seems to be a genetic component, there is no chronotype gene identified as yet. Emerging evidence suggests that chronotypes were developed back in the times of our hunter and gatherer days. The theory is that by taking turns sleeping, there would always be someone to be awake and to keep watch. Isn't that so cool? Now, how does chronotype evolve as we change in age? Most children have an early chronotype. That means they like to wake up fairly early. Beginning in adolescence, the chronotype is pushed back, leading to that myth that teenagers are lazy because they can't wake up for school. Then gradually, as we round the age of 20, our chronotype gradually shifts to earlier and earlier. The majority of middle-aged American adults do best when the bedtime is between 11 to 12 a.m. and awake time between 7 and 8 a.m., giving us the full 7 to 8 hours of sleep. As we get into older adulthood, our chronotype shifts even earlier, waking up between 4 and 5 a.m. Females tend to have an earlier chronotype than males, though some studies find that this gap disappears and drops off approximately around the age of 50. 
While most chronotypes fall within a reasonable range, the total possible range of bedtimes stretch as long as 10 hours, ranging anywhere between extreme morning types and extreme evening types. So now this begs the question, what are the types of chronotypes? Scientists usually describe two prominent chronotypes. These are the morning people, the early birds or morning larks, and the evening people, the night owls. In truth, chronotypes fall on a spectrum with people lying somewhere in between. Researchers often refer to these in-between people as intermediate type or, get this, hummingbirds. To find out your chronotype, think about what time you would prefer to wake up on a day when you're completely free to do nothing at all. No work requirements, no social activities, no pressing engagements. When would you like to wake up? You probably already know whether you prefer waking up early or late. One of the most popular quizzes is by Dr. Michael Brewis, who describes four kinds of chronotypes based on sleep-wake patterns as seen in animals. There is an online quiz to tell you which type of animal you are, bear, wolf, lion, or dolphin. Let's run through these, shall we? So let's start with the lion. The lion chronotype is the early bird. This individual wakes up early and is the most productive in the morning. However, their downside is they may have trouble following social schedules in the evening. The bear According to Dr. Brewis, the bear chronotype makes up about 55% of the population. People with this intermediate chronotype follow the sun. They do well with traditional office hours and have no problem maintaining a social life well into the evening. The wolf. The wolf chronotype is equivalent to the classic night owl. This makes up about 15% of the population choosing to do most of their activities in the evening and night hours and sleeping well into the morning. And last but not least is the dolphin. The dolphin chronotype is based on the ability of real dolphins to stay alert and even while sleeping. Human dolphins are best described as our insomniacs. So while these types give you a general idea of your ideal schedule, there will always be variations person to person. Whether you identify as an animal chronotype or if you just simply know deep in your heart that you prefer to be awake at night, having a better understanding of how you're wired helps you improve your sleep quality and thereby improving the quality of your life and making you more aware of the changes you can do, um, tweak, so to speak, to improve the quality of your health. So why is chronotyping even important? Why should we care? Well, according to a study published in Sleep Epidemiology in 2015 titled Chronotype and Health Outcomes, Timo Patreonin reports that multiple studies have found associations between chronotype and personality, health, and quality of life. There's a growing body of literature on the health hazards that's been attributed to certain chronotypes itself. So far, without any exception, Of the health hazards that we see that differ between the chronotypes, all of them have been more common among the night owls. These are health hazards such as mood disorders, anxiety, substance use, personality disorders, obviously insomnia, sleep apnea, pulmonary arterial hypertension, bronchial asthma, type 2 diabetes, and infertility. 
Small scale studies have demonstrated that night owls drink more alcohol, smoke more tobacco, and often keep more irregular or unhealthy diets, and are often less engaged in physical activity. There are big implications for mental health outcomes too, and general health outcomes, making it a very important aspect for us to consider. In a sample of healthy persons aged 18 to 99, studies demonstrated that night owls had more severe depressive symptoms, especially those of sadness, inner tension, sleep reduction, and pessimism than any other group. In the same vein, it's not unexpected to find that substance abuse or dependence are more frequent among our night owls. Human experiments have demonstrated similar effects after sleep deprivation on healthy human volunteers. So, considering the aforementioned findings, it's not surprising to see that among patients with type 2 diabetes, independent of sleep disturbances, those with a chronotype closer to that of a night owl had poor glycemic control. Wow. Okay. It showed they had worse cardiovascular outcomes and metabolic risks. Okay. Night owls with a higher prevalence of wheezy breathing without a respiratory infection treated for bronchial asthma. That's wild. Further, among women aged 25 to 54 and still menstruating, those with a chronotype closer to the night owls found heavier menstrual cycles and higher prevalence of infertility. Alarming current data suggests that night owls tend to die younger than early birds. Now, I don't share this to scare you but rather to empower you. The good news here is, like the circadian rhythm, which we can adjust to clean up and install hygiene practices, our chronotype can also be altered, slow and steady, by tweaking our schedule, studies show. This week, I urge you to observe your sleep-wake patterns. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Do you follow healthy sleep hygiene to maintain your circadian rhythm? How might you alter your schedule so that your health is on the forefront, so that your chronotype trends closer to that of an early bird and your circadian rhythm follows a more defined pattern? These are natural processes of our bodies that often go overlooked but have a critical role in the optimal functioning of our health and body. Practicing good sleep hygiene can help us optimize our health and well-being, even if we tend towards the hazards found in the night owls. Having this awareness around your body's natural set point and the inclination lends us insight into how best to manage ourselves with utmost care and responsibility to take care of our bodies, minds, and overall well-being. As we move through this week, I invite you to consider sleep as the crucial element it is, one that is often overlooked but needs to be focused on and brought awareness to, to improve your well-being. I invite you to ask yourself, what is my relationship to sleep? What are some personal practices that I might install to optimize my health to embody health? That is what we have this week here in the clinic. I look forward to diving deeper with you next week. 
All the references for this article can be found in our show notes. And I encourage you to really practice this overlooked aspect of self-care. Change your relationship with sleep, upgrade your health, and embody health. See you next week. That's all we got. Take care, Dr. Saravi.